I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. Okay, so I've been getting together with different designers uh, and talking about sets we worked on together. So today, uh, I've pulled someone from the past. So Sean Main is here to talk about the design of Kaladesh. Hey, Sean. Hey, nice to be here. So, here. so a little, let me give a little background to, for, uh, for the audience. Uh, so Sean came in second in the second great designer search. Um, from that, got an internship. From the internship, uh, ended up getting a full-time job. And how long did you work at Wizards? Uh, six years exactly. Six years exactly. So he's he's off actually designing we're games at, 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 at up other on places. The anniversary of that right now uh, in just about three weeks. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Um. So I, I miss working with you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I I miss you and everyone else there. It was it was good times, and it seems seems so weird to have been gone for a few years now. I, I know, I know. It's uh. So anyway, we're gonna go back back in the mm-hmm. in, in, in the, so okay. So let me set up Kaladesh, and then I'm interested. They've heard my take on Kaladesh, so I'm more interested in, in your take on it. I mean, I'll jump in. Um, so uh, this product, so this was, I think, your first time leading a large set, a large. Had you led, you'd led Magic Origins before this, right? Uh, yes, I've led okay. Origins and then um, Conspiracy. Though, yeah, this this was the first like out, outside right. of Origins, the first. Right. So this was the first yeah. sort of premier non-core set, um, mm-hmm. and so you and I actually did it together. Uh, so the way it is, I sort of led it for the first half. It, it was a year-long design. I led it for the first six months, and you were on the team. And then we swapped off, and you led it for the second six months, and I was still on the team. Uh, but sort of the leadership changed because uh, it was your first time sort of doing a premiere set. That was, that was how we did it. Um, so what what are your memories of, of the making of Kaladesh? So my memory is, um, well, I remember like way back when we were doing the the block planning for the Bolas arc and we had penciled in I think just artifact world and I'm not sure if we had too much other than that but uh pretty pretty early on we kind of had the the two themes that we were working with of um like you you wanted to revisit energy um and uh creative was interested in kind of um positive inventor world kind of as a flavor and then I think we are also just kind of fundamentally aware of some of the challenges of artifacts, uh, given kind of um, Mirrodin and things and like having too many colorless cards in the course of a book. So, by the way, I think the original pitch was, I mean, was not technically artifact world. It was steampunk world, right? Oh, was it specific? Yeah. So I the idea was we had never done steampunk, although the irony is, uh, as uh, <laughs> Jeremy Jarvis used to joke, it was steampunk without the steam or the punk. Um, yeah. but I, I think it started as a steampunk set now, which implied artifacts. I mean, th- there was, it, it definitely was started being an artifact heavy thing, but I think it started from ste- steampunk being the, the impetus, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I can remember some conversations with like Kelly Diggs where like, you know, before we'd really figured it out where it was possibly like more focused on kind of tapping into the energy supply and stealing it from the, I, I guess we, we kept the theme of really the renegades versus the government, um, so it was, it was punk-esque. <laughs> um, the other thing that, because you did Magic Origins, so one mm-hmm. of the things that happened very early on was the idea of this being Kaladesh. Now, you mm-hmm. you actually had done the set that first introduced Kaladesh. So let's talk a smidgen about that. So Magic Origins, how did Kaladesh end up in Magic Origins? Yeah, so as part of the, the Planeswalkers' backstories, we needed to figure out, you know, what worlds they came from. And... Uh, 
you know, it's it's one of those where we where we see far enough into the future that you know this thing is coming, and it's it's a, was a challenge for us because we we knew so little about it both creatively and mechanically at that point, um, but we we kind of took those really early kind of uh, explorations of what it might be and started seeding in some things, and that's where kind of the the Thopter theme in Magic Origins came from as like. Well, we we don't know much about Kaladesh, but we, we're confident we're going to do some artifact creatures. We're we're going to lean into these like little little flying gizmos. So so it, so that's what people understand the timeline. So we you had made Magic Origins. We had kind of decided while Magic Origins was being made that Kaladesh would be the steampunk plane. Like we we had very lightly penciled in steampunk plane. And then Chandra's homeworld being that plane, like it all sort of started coming together. Mm-hmm. And then extra work was done during Magic Origins. Like more work was done on Kaladesh than normally we would have put on it because we were thrown forward for ourselves. Like we we decided during Magic Origins that Cal- that the steampunk set was going to be Kaladesh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there's like I, the timelines blur together in my head because. Um, we, we had a very long pre-design period where we were looking at the mechanics of Kaladesh, and I can't remember if that actually overlapped Origins or or whether it was all kind of this speculative. Do you remember? Yeah, it was all post. So okay. Kaladesh had this weird thing that we, we don't normally have. It was a brand new world, but we had a style guide done. Like before we started design. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And that that I mean that ne- for just for the audience that never ever happens. Like normally it's not till vision finishes that the style guide even gets made. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like normally we do work and the style guide gets made after the work that we do, not not before it. So like we didn't know a hundred percent that energy was going to be in the set. So um, when we sat down in um, when we were doing exploratory, and in fact. Real quickly. So the set was originally, the slot of the set was originally going to be what Amonkhet. It's going to be mm-hmm. Amonkhet. And then halfway into Exploratory, we swapped it. Do you remember this? I had forgotten that, but you're right, because uh, I, I remember those real early explorations of what Amonkhet was going to be, and then suddenly everything changed. Right. Right? Well, you, you had signed up for Amonkhet because... You you had actually spent time growing up in in Egypt, right? I had I had pitched going uh, doing an Egypt set, so right, but and I felt very that's good. why you were in this slot because you were supposed mm-hmm. to be leading the Egypt set, mm-hmm. and then it changed on us. But we were already sort of midway into it, and so you you got Kaladesh instead of the Egypt set. That's right. I'd forgotten that entirely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think in exploratory design, um, we talked about energy and we talked about vehicles. Both of those. Like, got brought up in exploratory. Um, yeah, I believe we, we solved for both of them in, in exploratory design. Well, um, we we solved for energy mostly, because there's, like, three ways to do energy. Do you remember all this? And we, like, walked through all oh, the different oh, ways. I remember, yes, making a lot of charts <laughs> with, like, you know, here's the pros and cons of each of these approaches. Have you, have you talked about that in, in the on the podcast? No, we can talk. We, I mean, we, we, I haven't talk, gone in depth on that, so we can talk a little about that. Um, do you remember the three different ways? Oh yeah, so so we had um, the three. Um, I don't remember what we called them, but there was um, uh, a little bit more like Mirrodin, where kind of you had charge counters, but you could spend them freely between your different artifacts. Um, and then there was energy as we did it, where it just kind of accumulates in a single single pile on you, the player. And then the third one um, that um, 
at the time I know I really uh, liked was uh, gizmos where the artifacts were um, just artifact tokens that didn't do anything intrinsically and kind of the energy equivalent was like sacrifice artifacts, um, which is funny because that, you know, is so much of what food kind of became um, yeah. in Eldraine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what happened was, so the, the real quick version of the story is, I had put energy in original mirrored in, and then there was too much in it, and Bill Rose told me I had to take something out, and it was the thing that was easiest to take out. It was, it was the least intertwined with everything. And so I took it out, and I had just been waiting for a place to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, I think like the very first meeting of Exploratory, I was like, guys, this could be where we use energy. <laughs> Do you remember anything of, of my pitch of that? I remember I remember you being excited and we went off and we kind of explored those three directions. I can't remember if there were others that we explored as part of it. Um, and, and I mean, I think um, we, yeah, we, who, who was the team? Do you remember? It was me and Ethan, I know. It, me, you and remember? Ethan's all I remember. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, we did a lot of play tests with the three different versions and a lot of like um, pros and cons on kind of the... Um, yeah, the charge counters and spending them across cards, which I, I think has certain, like, you know, it had certain pluses of, like, okay, you can disrupt your opponent's energy, and there's a lot of, like, but there was so much micromanagement and so much, like, challenge to looking across the board and, like, okay, that card has four counters, that card has two counters, that, that output uses three counters, that output uses four counters, and, like, being able to figure that out was was so complicated that we, we went with kind of the single... Um, reserve of energy yeah which is interestingly what happened was i knew how we had done it in mirrored in i didn't tell you guys i just said here are different ways we can do it and what do you think's the right way and then the team went through the exercise in the end picked the same way i'd picked originally but i didn't tell you because i i didn't want to like sort of sway if another way was the better way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then vehicles, so remember here, so vehicles had been an idea that had come up numerous, numerous times. And I think when we said steampunk world, I think we're like, well, how do we not do vehicles? So what is your memory of early exploration of vehicles? Uh, so I know we, we went through a lot of iterations there, too, with a lot that were focused on um, kind of the inverse of equipment where, like, I'm attaching uh creatures to the vehicle and therefore they're getting kind of like for every creature attached to this like they're getting some kind of bonus um i I was glancing back at things this morning and saw like a hot air balloon it was like you know every every creature boarded on this has flying things like that um uh but yeah we then then we went through through a bunch because we we, um kind of shifted more towards what they became but there were huge questions of like is it uh, natively an artifact creature uh, is it an artifact that like once you get in the car um, now the now the car has power um, so yeah yeah I, I can't remember all the versions that we went through though I don't know if you you have memories of other ones I, well so the, the, here's the big one is we came out of vision with the idea of you somehow crew the vehicle mm-hmm. um, but we really hadn't settled on how that how that worked quite yet. Um, and then the main way, the way we turned it off to development was crew N meant you had to tap that many creatures, not that much power of creatures, but that many creatures. 
Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, and what happened was that was causing some problems because it made you have to play vehicles that are go wide deck. Mm -hmm. And then in Ixalan, we were trying to make lands. We, had, we, we, we wanted to do double face lands. And so we wanted you to somehow like conquer the land or something. Mm -hmm. We ended up not going that direction. But some idea of like you, you find the land or something. I mean, maybe conquer mm -hmm. is the wrong word. But you, you find the land. And to try to keep it off of vehicles, we did power there. That's right. Yeah. And then I came back to Ian, who at the time, uh, uh, Eric Lauer and Ian together, just like we, you and I had co-done, they had co-done the development. And I came to Ian and I said, um, we're trying this. You could try this on vehicles. We were trying this here and it seemed to work well. Um, and, and Ian was a little skeptical at first, but they tried it and then it worked. So um, that changed. Okay. Over. Yeah. The, the piece that I distinctly remember is at that time, um, they were just an artifact, not kind of, um, they didn't have the, or, or no, mechanically we were very interested in, uh, after that, that they were an artifact creature that was dormant unless you had, um, uh, tapped the, the, the right number, the right power of creatures. And, um, Jeremy at that time was like, no, it shouldn't be an artifact creature. It should be an artifact. And we're like, oh, okay, that's uh, that might be challenging. Now we have to hide the power and toughness box inside the frame of the card. Um, and I, I think it was me, although I, I, I hate to steal credit here if it was someone else, um, said, uh, well, let's let's just put it on the card anyway. We've never done that before. That's, that's a little bit weird and unique. Um, that might serve the fact that they're, um, you know, that this it's this special card type a little bit better because we haven't done anything quite like that before with giving power and toughness, even though it's not natively an artifact creature. Yeah, I mean, we we ended up having to make a frame for it. Like, yeah, it, we we got the version we had talked for a long time. Right, well, it was always an artifact creature. You just couldn't attack or block with it until you crewed it, and then, right. I don't remember that might have been Jeremy. I don't remember exactly who made us like. It was decided that it should not be a creature until you t sort of turn it on, and then once someone's driving it, now it's like a creature. Yeah, I believe that came from creative, because um, we we had talked about that, but at the time we'd been kind of nervous, because like, oh, now you get this um, extra value of like, it's it's protected from sorcery speed removal and things like that, and um, I mean, I, th I think it ended up being the right call that just like, you, you end up with something a little bit more unique now. Okay, so let's talk about the other mechanics. So we, we talked about energy, talked about vehicles. Um, what is your memory of Fabricate? So Fabricate, um, I don't remember where in the process it came, but we were looking for sort of modular mechanics that, um, you know, we, we thought could kind of represent the inventor flavor and let the player be a little bit clever, let the, um, they could like tie into other things. And so, um, we, we had fabricate as kind of this, you know, um, either I've built, you know, used my, my gear to build myself a little buddy or I've used it to, um, build myself like a ray gun or whatever it is. And that, that was kind of trying to get at that, that core inventor flavor. Um, I think for a while they were thopters to kind of fit in with like, the magic origins. Um, yeah, they started. Uh, they started as thop. They started as thopters because we were, we were trying to match magic origins, but flying was too good. <laughs> yeah. You you always picked the flying. 
So here's here's what I believe happened. So here's my my. Uh, so we were in a meeting, and we were trying to figure out what our we, we knew we were missing a mechanic. We thought we were missing a mechanic, and so I wrote up on the board all the like well, with the team like we brainstormed and wrote up on the board all the things we needed. So we had like a list of all the criteria that the um, mechanic needed to have, and then I was spitballing in the meeting, and I said, "How about this?" And then people like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty good." So it was just me spitballing in a meeting based on the list of criteria we'd written on the on the board. Um, but, uh, do, do you remember the mechanics that, um, we, we didn't end up using? Cause we had a few that we pursued for a while. Well, let's, let's talk about those. Yes. What, the, what mechanics didn't we use, Sean? Uh, so the, the two that stand out in my memory that we've really spent a long time with, um, one, one was reverse engineer that was, uh, really cool was like, as a kicker on things, uh, make a temporary copy of an artifact uh, you control, um, which which was a super, super cool mechanic for getting at the feel. It was just, uh, boy, there were so many lever- levers that we couldn't deal with there. And, you know, co- copying in- inherently is a, is a challenging mechanic to develop. It kind of became... Um, what uh, we we did come back to it for um, Sahili's ability, right? That's that's exactly Sahili's ability was us making a nod toward. Well, this used to be a home mechanic, but I guess we'll just make it a one ability on the planeswalker. And that kind of shows where there were developmental <laughs> challenges given Sahili's history. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no it, it was it, it, it being on Sahili was us making a throw to. Okay, this is a cool ability. Maybe we can't do it as a home mechanic, but you know it'd be cool on a planeswalker. So yeah, it was it was a super fun. Uh, fun mechanic in those early playtests. We just knew, you know. Oh yeah, it was um, it was a really fun mechanic. It just caused endless headaches for play design. Yeah. So, um, and then the other one that we spent a lot of time with, um, I remember what we called it. We it called it inventions, I believe. Inventions, okay, yeah, where you had um, kind of a, a subtype of artifact that would go in your sideboard, and you could um, invent them into your hand. So it was like you know, using your sideboard as kind of your, your pool of things that you could invent. Um, and um, that was another one that went really, really far into the process. And I remember it was like really at the handoff with kind of the, the um, development team where we, we were starting to see what those cards were going to need to look like to be at all balanced. And we had like, five mana two twos and it was like ooh, this is this is not getting at the inventor flavor if you're making these really crummy looking cards well let me let me let me explain a little bit for the audience what what this mechanic how it worked is mm-hmm. so there were a whole bunch of artifacts that they didn't need to go in your deck although i think i think they they had mana cost you could you, you yeah. could put them in your deck um but the idea was when you invented you could go get any one of these inventions um and the idea was the flavor i think was like there's all sorts of doodads and tools and whatever, and you, the inventor, had, you, you could make whatever you needed to in the moment to help you. And so the idea was that instead of getting, instead of like being a tutor for a specific thing, it was this broad category of things. Um, and, by the way, so it did get handed off. Like, it didn't get cut till the first month of development. Um, because development came to us and said, uh, energy is very complex. Inventions are, is very complex. We can do one of them. Which would you prefer? And then we're like, okay, we have to do energy. Energy was more core to what was going on than inventions. Yeah, yeah. Inventions was a, was a cool idea that um, 
I mean, maybe, maybe someday we'd be able to find a version that worked, but it was, it was a challenging mechanic in that same way. And yeah, we had so many things that were kind of high complexity, high, like, um, uh, like required a lot of like, uh, thought from the player and yeah, yeah. Energy was the core thing that the set was about. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I will say this, Inventions was mega cool. It was, it had, had we... I mean, what development basically said is these are both really interesting mechanics and we can make one of them work. Uh, and then we were, like, just energy, like, we had woven energy into the, the creative, like, energy was so, like, key to everything that it, there's just no way we could remove it, we remove energy. So that, that wasn't really a decision. Yeah, um, it was the steam part of steampunk. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so uh, we talked about energy, we talked about vehicles, we talked about fabricate, um, and then we talked about the two mechanics that didn't make it. Uh, any other sort of um, themes on the set you remember? The other things that, like... Uh... Yeah, well, I can remember a couple others that kind of kind of got mostly cut along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had the flavor of, you know, the World's Fair, and we spent a lot of time trying to do some top-down designs there that didn't end up making it in that were, like, prizes of... You You take an action and you start accumulating, like... Um, if you take the action enough, you get a prize for having, you know, won the competition. Um, and I think there's one or two enchantments in the set that are kind of the, the remnants of that cycle. Um, but um, that, that ended up getting cut, and... Um, there was a bounce stuff to my hand theme that worked really well with fabricate and really well with energy. And, and some of that is still there, but I think, um, uh, either revolt explored that a little bit more in the, in the final final version. Yeah. I mean, the, the, some of the ideas that we had got pushed, like it, either revolt picked up some of the themes that we had played around a little bit. Oh, oh, um, here's something else that we tried to put in the set that didn't end up making the set. Um, proliferate. Okay. Yes. I mean, we, <laughs> We explored that for a little while. Uh, Aether Revolt went even further. That I know they, they carried through for a long time. Um, but I think they ran into the same problem we did, where it was, well, this looks cool because you've got all these plus one, plus one counters and energy, but, like, this is a bad way to get energy. So it's all about, you know, spread out some plus one, plus one counters and, and get uh, use it that way. Yeah, I think, actually... Um, Fabricate ended up taking the slot that Proliferate held. Like, Proliferate was in the set for a little while, we pulled it out, and then the vacuum of that made us make Fabricate. Okay, yes. I, I, yeah, that sounds correct to me, yeah. Um, okay, so, what is, um, the, the other interesting thing about Kaladesh was, um, we were trying to do this Inventor's Fair. Like, the, so, early on, Okay, so for Magic Origins, they had made Kaladesh, and uh, they had made it very bright. Like, like one of the things that um, Jeremy Jarvis, who was the art director at the time, was very thought was very important was a lot of times when you see steampunk, it's done very dark and very like pessimistically. Um, and he really wanted to do it optimistically, not pessimistically. And Magic had done a lot of really downbeat worlds, and we, we kind of felt like it was time for an upbeat world. Where and we knew Amonkhet was coming, so yeah, we yes. needed contrast there. Yep. Um, and so one of the things that happened early on was this idea of, they had come up with this idea of this inventor's fair, and I, I think from very, very early on, I, the idea of feel like an inventor was something that I, I was pushing from mm-hmm. super early. Um, 
And so I, I also know we spent a lot of time like just trying to come up with individual, just crazy weird artifacts. What do you remember of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we spent a bunch of time. We made kind of like an updated version of the, the stations that fit together and um, uh, a, a bunch of just like, you know, um, top down or like, you know, just mechanically cool artifacts that I think um, the, the one that stands out the most that, that made it into the set was Aetherflux's um, Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um, that I believe was a, a Doug Byer card that just tickled us so much. The like that's the one that um, every time you cast a spell, you gain a life, or mm-hmm. every spell you've cast, yeah. Um, and then you pay fifty life to deal fifty damage, and that um, uh, that pay fifty lifeline was just so entertaining to everyone that we were we fell in love with that card. Um, yeah, my think... go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my, my contribution, I remember, to that, the, the one of the wild, we made a whole bunch of wild cards. We made a whole bunch. Not all of them made it into the set. Um, the wild card that I made, that I remember made it into the set, was uh, Panharmonicon. Oh, yeah, which is a beautiful card, yeah. That's I, one of those, like, wonderful <laughs> lines of text that, like, uh, does all kinds of crazy things and is just like, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a home run of a card. Yeah, I just like doubling things, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that about you. Um, so what else? I mean, we, we have a little bit of time left. What, what other memories do you have of making Kaladesh? Um, so in, in terms of, um, cards, I, the other one that kind of stands out in my mind was like, um, kind of fighting for, um, Chandra to, to be a four ability planeswalker, um, that we, you know, we, we had so rarely done that at that point. Um, but because she was kind of the face of the set, um, I thought that was, that was important. And I remember actually for a long time, uh, she had on her, one of her abilities was destroy an artifact. I was like, she is from this world, but she is like outside it. Let's, let's have her be the best way that like, she's in here and wrecking things. Uh, and that that didn't survive, but I, I always was was tickled by that that line. So so you bring up some of the audience uh, doesn't know. So let me expand the story a little bit. Um, originally, Chandra was going to be the face of Kaladesh, mm-hmm. um, but the problem was the Kaladesh was all about like invention, right? They, the, and they're like, well, the next set is about rebellion. Well, that that seems more like makes sense for Chandra to be the face of the rebellion set. Uh, and we didn't have, like, we're like, who's, who, so we ended up making Sahili because we didn't have somebody to be the, the face of invention. We wanted a planeswalker that represented invention. Um, so when you were, you were talking about how we wanted to have the four, uh, Chandra, because at the time we made that, she was the face of the set, but that changed. Okay, yes, you're, you're, you're totally right. I was forgetting that part of it. But yeah, it's, um, it was, it was such an inventor world that we needed someone who could more, you know, uh, represent the local face of invention, and yeah, that's that's where Sahili came from. Right, Sahili literally was. We want an inventor on the box. It's it's inventor. It's inventor world. We need an inventor planeswalker to put on the box. Uh, and and Sahili, I, I thought was an awesome. I, I like Sahili a lot. So. Oh, I, um. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, otherwise, I I remember you know a lot of like. Uh, remember a lot of early card names with terrible puns in them and um then uh do, do you remember any of the early puns do you remember any of them oh um not no i, I can't i'm sorry uh, i yeah I, I uh i put a lot of bad puns in in the, in the set so 
Not many of them stayed, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, 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 I will say this, like, Kaladesh is one of my favorite sets I've ever made. Um, a combination of, A, I like the real uh, upbeat positivity of the world, which not, not a lot of our worlds have that upbeat positivity. And it was really a Johnny, Jenny sort of world. You know, it really was like a set all about, like, let's be creative and see what you can do. And, and one of the things that I had said really early on was I wanted the variance to be a little higher than normal. Uh, m- meaning, uh, when you play Magic, if I play the same deck multiple times, how different are the, the, the how, is the plays of the deck? A- and um, my goal walking in was I wanted the variance to be as high as a black-bordered set. Like, silver-bordered, we do crazy high variance because variance is fun. Um, but in black-bordered, we, we, you know, we limit about how much variance we have because we want to make sure that you know, the good players are, are winning... You know, we want we want skill to matter, and if you get variance too high, skill matters a little bit less. Um, but I know walking in, we wanted that. I, I really sort of enjoyed how we tapped into that in a way that was really fun to me. Yeah, I, I think it's such a you, you mentioned the creative and the, the the positivity of the world, and I think there's just so many cool things um, about like the the Aetherborn as this really unique take in like how how black operates as a color or the gremlins as kind of you know the the feeders of the world and just generally like yeah the the inventor flavor was just like such a delight to get to, to work with so any final thoughts i i can see my desk here so we're I'm almost to work but uh <laughs> any any final thoughts on the making of kaladesh no it was um i remember like um one one thing that tickled us so much when we had vehicles was um, there was a ton of debate of like whether creatures could get in them as soon as they hit the board, whether the uh, vehicle would kind of have haste or natively or not. And and when we finally we you know came to the conclusions that we did about but how those would operate, um, we were really entertained by kind of the the vehicles with haste that you kind of had the flavor of like the the car drives up and you hop right in and you, it takes off and um, uh, those those are still some of my favorite uh, vehicles from the set. Oh, another it was funny. We we actually spent a lot of time talking about whether vehicles were allowed to get inside of vehicles. Oh yes, <laughs> the car driving the car was yeah. way more of a debate than yes. You you are right. I think we ended up saying that it just wasn't worth the words to stop it because it didn't happen much and it was kind of novel when it did. So we we left it be, but. Yeah, there's those quirks at the edges of like you know putting boots on your ooze or whatever that you kind of kind of embrace that you get into mean territory with those things and that's okay. Mechanically, it's doing what you want. So anyway, uh, I am now at my desk. So we all know what that means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. But Sean, I loved having you on. It was great talking talking Kaladesh. So so nice to see you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so uh, anyway, guys, uh, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.